0: Going one, going one, go! All right, guys, welcome back to the Property Pod, your accessible and easy to listen to podcast about the real estate game. I'm your host, Aaron Horn, and I'm joined by 414 Property Co real estate agents, John McGregor and Patrick Berry. I Love it. Real estate game. Yeah, I know. I'd gotten through the first bit that I always try so hard to do because I've got it written down in front of me today. And then I was like, oh, crap. I don't know what comes next. So
1: <laughs> I'm getting Wait, there slowly I, but surely. I, I, I think game could be a good word for it because it often can feel that way. That's I think right. I would normally say property market, but today, just – now, it's just, about the game. It's all about the game.
0: Don't hate the player, hate the game. Okay. something. like that. <laughs> it, um, it's good to be back again. This is our second one for the year. and I just want to say thank you to everybody out there that has um, jumped back on board or if you were first time listening last week, uh, it's really good. We had, had really good numbers last week kind of after a break sometime it takes a little while to kind of you know everyone to jump back on but yeah yeah straight out of the gate whoever's subscribing and gotta love
2: those push notifications your phone sensory
0: yeah well yeah thank (laughs) you for for the people that have followed us in the past and yeah i think there's there's actually a little bit of growth um, whoop straight whoop. into 2021, so let's continue Fantastic. kind of, yeah, jumping forward. And we'll, we'll try not to let you guys down this week then. Yeah.
2: <laughs> okay, no, they could have been like, yeah, I really enjoyed what they had to say. And they're like, Bew. Cliff time. Yeah. <laughs> now I feel like it's the price is right with that yeah. man and the dog going up the hill. Oh, man, wasn't that just
0: your favourite game? And you'd be like, yeah, it's just the
2: yodelling man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Why did they only play it once in a blue moon?
0: Because they wanted you to watch every week just in case just the yodelling man on. Yeah, yeah, that's right. There's definitely... A method to their madness. They're actually, it'd be a sales technique for sure.
1: Oh, look, I went down a rabbit hole of watching Hey Hey It's Saturday clips at this point. So I'm going to have to go Whoa. back and find the prices right at this point now for the yearling Man.
0: I was only listening to something yesterday where they were saying that Gogglebox TV shows way better if you watch like it from five years ago than rather than like the current ones because they're just, you're basically watching the show you've already watched just having someone else watch it. That makes sense. But if you watch it from five years ago, it's kind of shows you forgot even existed
2: like, yes. oh, see, I'm kind of the opposite because I don't watch free-to-air TV, so when I watch Gogglebox, I'm uh, like, oh, is that up. what happened on that stupid <laughs> Love Island this week? It's <laughs> funny. So to me it and kind of enough, like, you, a, you're it's like the full week captured of TV so I don't have to watch it during the week. It's actually a,
0: a pretty good point as well, yeah. All right, I'll give you that. So, yes, there's many ways to watch Gogglebox. There's many ways to play the real estate game. You heard it here first, huh? <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> All right, guys. Let's jump into some real estate stuff today. We'll um, we've got a bit on today, so we'll mm. just kind of get in and be a bit punchy. Um, let's talk about this m-
1: moratorium. Yeah, John, well, you've uh, you've walked in. And you said it's over, baby. It's over. Well, that was the emergency legislation put on the Tenancy Act for COVID, um, and it because they had extension after extension, uh, and it now came to a full end on the first of February. So, just um, before we get any further, just treat me like the guy that
0: does know nothing. Yeah. You mentioned it, I'd heard the word, I'd seen it come across the thing, and I don't know like listening in the offices, there's been this right. stuff that's come mm. up, but can you explain Shh. it to
2: the layman? Yeah, sure. So it all started back in March last year. Mm. Are you explaining COVID? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: there's this little thing called a virus. <laughs> Now, a virus is...
1: <laughs> Look <laughs> no, at your so, face. Yeah. It's like, oh, cool.
2: Pat's, Pat's got the info. He's about to deliver it. <laughs> <laughs> and now you've ruined my train of thought. No, seriously. Back um, in March, the Tasmanian government put out this monitorium to s- help tenants ensure they felt safe while the unknown of everything that was happening in the world. Sure, sure. And sure. as a result, we... Couldn't raise rents. We couldn't evict tenants if they stopped paying their rents. Mm. Um, we had it was basically to ensure a safe place of housing for people while the pandemic was at a high and with all the unknowns that were happening. Yeah, that seems great. That seems really kind of. And then it sort of extended on, and on, yeah. and on. And look, here in Tasmania, we're pretty lucky. Um, obviously, a lot of people were able to get back to work. Um, and yeah, it's sort of one of those things that. It's good that it's been there to help tenants, but as well, there's been a lot of burden for a lot of landlords. So it's sort of a double-edged sword. So depending on which side of the fence you're sitting on, some people are excited it's ending. Some people are a bit worried that it has ended. And, look, you're never going to please everyone. It's just sort of one of those things, isn't it? Exactly.
1: And I suppose with it gone now, the uh, I mean, the key elements, like you said, that were there were to be no increases in rent at all and any notices to vacate that were uh, issued were not to be taken effect till 1st of February. So even um, if um, – unless co- they, they relaxed that for a couple of changes during it, but um, effectively everyone was locked in place or if they wanted to make any changes, the tenant could um, – happily stay in the house till the first of February until that was to take effect. Okay. Um, yeah. So we um, I mean there was one it was an interesting couple of things that came out of it too is that the the real number of people that were adversely affected by the um uh, monetary side of uh, you know ne- needing to be able to uh, apply for a relaxation in their rent or a cancellation. It ended up being ex- an exceptionally small number that came out from our institute. Okay, um, yep. so which is a great thing. You know, you you don't want anyone. You don't you don't you don't, you don't want the news to be that more people than not. Are adversely affected by it. Yes. Um. I think one of the outward pressure that began where people were applying for extension was to say, look, there's no, there's little proof at this point to justify this continuing um, restrictive legislation. Sure. It, because I mean, for example, we had a property in um key, and this now going to be coming on the market. Now, and unfortunately, this is a case where the owner was a private landlord, and the tenant did the absolute wrong thing. The place is an absolute nightmare um of a property but during this legislation it will hopefully it was hoping to get her out by i think september or something at the time or i, I can't remember the dates exactly uh, but as they extended it well then they, they got another free you know quarter of a year worth of rent because the no notice to vacate could take effect even yeah. though that you know weren't paying rent retrashing the property um and there was just in order for the applications to apply would have taken too long anyway. Um, so that was, a ba- you, know, a, you know, an example of a bad instance where the landlord had to bear this bad responsibility with the restrictive legislation. Um, yeah, so, yeah, that, that's why I'm just having a quick look here. So there's kind of like, yeah,
0: double-edged sword in some ways here because, yeah, really good for uh, people that fall on hardship but as you mentioned there's kind of... Um, there's room to, you know, rot the system. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. yeah so which, and a, there always is. A safety there net
0: there is. just in case um, people fall and need the safety net, which it's yeah. really good that there wasn't so many people that needed the net. However, the it net was there. Was there yeah. But then also, yeah, just looking on the other side of things here, kind of um, landlord support kind of is the other side of things. And if you're a mum and dad investor or someone out there that's kind of, you know, just trying to rent out your old house and then you've fallen into the situation of having a – um, someone that's happy to rot or yeah mm. mess with your property, then yeah, then you've fallen on a hardship throughout that time.
1: Yeah. That, that's right. Yeah. But
2: luckily, here we were pretty lucky that most mm. tenants did the right thing. Yes, and probably a re- one of the
1: reasons why it's now been sort of taken away, and we're back to normal from a, a rental side of things in Tasmania, which is great. And like, which means that you know, on both ends, that there was an exceptionally small minority of both people that needed it and took advantage of it. Yeah. So, in, in in all respects, um. It did its job. Yeah, exactly right. And now it's… So, okay, so now moving
0: on from here. So, I've just read here that 1st of February, so just a a few days ago, it kind of was uh, finished or like the emergency legislation was lifted. Yep. What does it mean for
1: the market or for landlords and renters from, from now, from a practical sense, it means that any notice, like normal notice to vacates can take you—you know—will take effect. So that doesn't mean it has changed. So you still need to provide sufficient notice at the end of a lease. Yep. But say in the instance where. Um, with emergency legislation in place, you wanted to issue the lease was coming to an end. You wanted to issue um, uh, notice to vacate. Well, uh, or you issued notice to vacate for multiple reasons. Is it will It doesn't matter. That notice w- wouldn't take effect until the first of February unless it was negotiated by both parties that they would you know happily move. So, if, if take with uh, my investment property for example, um, there was a small um, small rental increase, but that will now was supposed to come into effect pretty much of was it May last year? Yep. Uh, but now they will only increase um, – they've just increased on the 1st of February, for example. Um, so, so is that increased to what it would have
0: increased across like that whole period? Like will there be a massive jump in rental um, prices now? Like will it go from kind of a small – what would have been a small jump to a massive
1: jump or well, this, and it will – this any increase still has to be able to just be justified by uh, the market. So if you've got an existing tenancy where you're negotiating an increase with a with a lease term in place, um, that still has to be able to be justified. So if you've gone from like a $400 a week and now you're trying to ask for 550 but all the rentals in the area are 420 bucks a week, well, the tenant can absolutely dispute that and say this rental increase is not justified. Okay. Um, Which I know we've talked about
0: that, I think, when your mum was on the show – in the past and stuff like that. Yeah. I just like because there was kind of a um, pause on being able to raise the rent, and now landlords may have found themselves in a hardship position. Are
1: they going to want Does to Does that create push a perfect
0: storm where they're like, oh, look, well, we need to get our finances back in check, and then everybody in the areas that are now able to lift them. So the market actually is artificially. Well, I sound <laughs> like I know what I'm talking about.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> will that, could that artificially? <clears> it's like put you, it's like putting pressure on a spring, isn't it? Event, yeah. Now, now they released that pressure. It's gonna is going to boom and shoot up to the ceiling. I'm just spitballing yeah. just from kind of the well, very little and, I know the, from and here. And that's I think that's a a common concern that would you know would come would absolutely come up. Uh, come out to say, well, look, is everyone going to get be in a worse situation now? And what that legislation now, it's released and now we're back to our normal, you know, standard affair, I guess you could say, yep. is it, it returns back to the same discussions we ha- uh, are having, which is, well, it, fundamentally it's a lack of available housing that's the problem. Yes. Um, and all those layers of legislation would try and restrict um, increases or limit the capacity for people to move freely or make their own decisions in that sense or negotiate freely. Um, well, now this would be this will be an interesting test because obviously I don't think Tassie's had that circumstance before. We've had such a you know a restrictive legislation, you could say, um, and now that's now we've returned to normal. So um, the next six to twelve months will prove interesting. But I know some of our landlords um, opted to sign long-term leases, you know, locked in two-year places at this point um, for the concern that they didn't know what would happen in 12 months' time. Yep. Um, I, at, with, the, with it coming to an end, the you know, many regulatory bodies sitting there arguing for the tenant's sake were hoping for it to be extended or that these rules would then now reapply into the legislation. Um, and I think those, you know, cons- you know, conversations and arguments will always still be made. And um, However... It will. It'll probably still be another six to twelve months, I suppose, before we really see the long-term effects of the this twelve-month period.
0: Okay, cool. Mm. So I guess it's kind of just as a um, heads-up. This is what's happened. The the lift has been lifted. Yeah. Or the um,
2: yep. what's the word? Monitorium. The, the monitorium
0: monitor- has been, been lifted. lifted. It'll yep. be interesting to see what happens across the market so if you're a landlord or you're a renter or you're looking to buy an investment property it's something just to have a little bit of knowledge about mm. moving forward
1: well and i don't th- I know i only got a message from a friend last night and she said her and a couple of mates are still having a really hard time trying to find a rental property so fundamentally the the landscape from what it was like before COVID hit to now it just hasn't changed yep cool cool
0: rock and roll all right well look we'll cover off on that we might jump off to a break and we will be right back with uh, a little bit more info
2: 414 Property Co. All types of property for all types of people. At 414 Property Co. we believe that property is for everyone. White collar, blue collar, no collar, dog collar. Whoever you are,
1: we will find the property for you. Contact 414 Property Co. at www.414.com.au
0: all right. Um, actually, we'll go straight back into John's wheelhouse today. He's been doing a bit of research on this one. You've been reading the Guardian, my friend.
1: Yeah, I thought this was a fun. Was a fun.
0: <laughs> yes, it did come through on the weekend. It's like, oh, this is how I spend my weekends—just <laughs> reading the Guardian.
1: I, all my newspapers have the longest names. That's how <laughs> I justify my. I just reading. finished the Financial Review, yeah. and yes. i have now moved on to the Guardian. I've <laughs> unfolded it in three different ways just to be able to. Hold well, me he with sent my
2: a heads. photo, didn't he? It was the entire dining room table of the newspaper.
1: Yeah, near his little speakeasy uh, piano. We went. When I read the newspaper, I like to be pretentious. And I, want, I want to be punching people in their faces. That my I newspaper just, is that big. I just felt the cigar at nine thirty in the morning it was a bit too much. Johnny. Well, but the scotch was delicious. <laughs> <laughs> All right, enough rubbish. It was <laughs> <an> unproductive day. <time. laughs> well, I, I, it was just a fun little article where it, it was focusing on the fact. I think what the uh, the headline was: clean air and an amazing house. Pandemic tree changes grab a slice of apple oil. So, well, it was. that was one hell of a heading. Yeah, exactly. That it was, was a cracking. My, my newspapers can feel the big heading. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> actually the next article i wanted to talk about has a bit of a pun in the uh, in the headline so it'll actually be good to lead through <laughs> oh perfect um but yeah so this article basically is talking about um it's kind of a nationwide article saying lots of people that are looking for a tree change or sea change Yep, tree change is another one of those ones where i just can't wrap my head around saying tree Tree change change. just find it's really tricky (laughs) rolls off the tongue a bit harder yeah um are looking at tassie as a beautiful state tasmania our backyard and the article's kind of just saying that um the population growth is just going to be crazy with this kind of work from home revolution
1: Um, well and uh, this to to me this is not new new information at all no you know Uh,
2: simon presley told us about this months ago exactly exactly yeah it's sort of a lot of people are suggesting it. So it'll be interesting to see what happens over the next twelve months.
1: Yeah, and that, and that population growth is key. And it wasn't it in the um the the Norky future plan as well, they were anticipating how many thirty you know, thousands of people growing just in the community. Uh, just, the community alone just looking
0: through this article um, it just says Tasmania hopes to grow its current population from around 5 hundred thirty thousand to six hundred and fifty thousand by the middle of the century yeah, yeah. so it says an increase of 22 percent which normally we have a um, recession of people that like people leaving the state and Kind of and that know, historically, all
1: had that it, had always been the case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, that, and that's sort of now from 2015 onwards, now where that's you know, was the conversation for a lot of what, what's going on in the Hobart real estate market. Well, it's just we continually so now everyone's now are the, the you know, their eyes have opened up to the potential of the state and it, there's no looking back at this point. And I, I remember being a part of a think tank about um, it was in Glenorchy actually and that about the future plan of its of what Tasmania could be. And in my mind, I thought if the if you could have the capacity that it could be known as a you know high technology state and you had good access to, re- you know the internet resources, that there's no reason why people wouldn't start flooding here and live here as opposed to uh, if they didn't have to have a you know if they could work from home. Yes, you know, it has a phenomenal um, opportunity, and it seems that that's starting to play itself out. Um, and. COVID would seem as a catalyst now that now many people are thinking, well, actually as a regional centre, maybe it's even better because it's coupled with the fact that if you do have that concern um, at any time, we can just shut the gate effectively and you can have that feeling of safety uh, that you'd never had to really think about, I suppose, previously in our generation. And there was a gentleman uh, I met once. We sold a block of land at Brushy Park, and I can't remember if I've told the story in the pod before. But he was looking after a block of land that was bestowed by it was a Canadian billionaire at the time, and he you've bought, told this yeah, one, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and keep going, he'd, he'd though. Keep tell, me you've got tell the, going now. Yeah, tell yeah. the new listeners. But he, but he obviously he could have bought a um, land anywhere on the planet, uh, but he chose Tasmania in the end, specifically because it's Australia, so it's relatively stable um, government, you'd say. Um, we've got it's a first world country um, highly educated in Tassie you've got the cleanest air on the planet there's no real natural disasters so and then he chose to buy this land he he died apparently before he ever had to build his fallout shelter but this bloke was obviously thinking way, way ahead that now everyone in the world is starting to catch up for.
0: Yeah. No, I have heard that one but it is a good one. Yeah. A, a, a classic John anecdote. As soon as he said Canadian billionaire. Here we go. I <laughs> actually think last time the story, yeah. the guy was from Texas. Oh, I actually know. reckon John was like, well,
1: I think. <laughs> oh, That, that one. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll, I'll keep going with anecdotes. Actually, we'll just do a cut John anecdote question. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about the Texas guy again. Uh, the Texas bloke. He was the one that said... Um, no, he's the, he's the guy that goes, there ain't a problem in real estate that price cannot cure.
0: That is exactly what I've heard. I reckon <laughs> I could splice that with the old audio of it and it would <laughs>
1: be exact.
0: <laughs> no, look, this, this article is actually really nice in The Guardian. It's kind of um, speaking of your uh, – no, I don't want to. I shouldn't say that just going to say, like, there's lots of old people in this article. Yeah. There's <laughs> all grey-haired people <laughs> saying how great Tassie is. Um. <laughs> <laughs> we, we don't want to. Can't alienate our grey. Nan's
2: our biggest list. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of those old people, yeah, I'm talking to you, Nan. <laughs> I do I want to keep it in. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> See how you go with it.
2: <laughs> all right. It is, a, it is a really
0: nice article. I know we're having a bit of fun with it, but, um, yeah, there is a lot of grey-haired people in the article uh, just talking about how their decision to move to Tasmania was probably one of the best they've made in their lives. They've had long lives and, um, you know, a few of them have moved to the north of the state, some um, have moved to the south. It's uh, it's a good read, John. I'm glad that you, you pulled it up and, and sent it through.
1: Yeah, it was. It was just a nice um, it, it – it was an investigative article in that sense by getting a bunch of different people with different backgrounds, different experiences, and moved into different areas as well. So it's not just a focus on the south estate. And I mean, that seems to be uh, true with locals as well, where our own little mini tree change is there, you know, we might say rather than uh, living in Hobart, we'll move to Rosebery or something. Um, three, three. Oh. So it's where that element where even Tasmanians are thinking a little bit differently.
0: All right, speaking of um mining towns or areas of um production, did you guys um see this Watermana story? No. Did you see I think you sent it through to me the did I? how the whole like basically like selling the town of Watermana. Oh, oh yeah. Yes. It's like Shits Creek, have you guys? Yes,
1: seen? that was cool. That was amazing.
0: Um how is that – I'd love to get the agent of whoever's got that listing and just talk to him, like, about his, like, how he's marketing it. Yeah. sell a whole town. Yeah, because I saw we somewhere – We probably reach out. Might as well send an email. Yeah, well, we should. Like, I just, I just saw it and he'd, he'd said, you kind of, I've never had an experience like this. But as soon as it said, like, you know, this town – like, cause I've been through Watermana and looking at it, it had, like, um the people that said they – they were going to buy a pool table or something like from the area and Mm. they just fell in love with the whole town and ended up buying the town (laughs) and moving there for 25 years. I'm like, this is like a sitcom in itself. Yeah, that's so true. But, yes, speaking of that, like, man, your little Canadian guy might want to move to Guatemala. Yeah, we would have probably at the Mm. time. You never know. God bless his cotton socks. All right, we need to get back on track. We'll go to this other article I uh, pulled up and this one's right in um, Pat's Wheelhouse. This is the one I was mentioning that had a bit of a pun in the um, title. Mm. It says "Sports Grants Making a Wheel Difference."
1: Oh,
2: oh snap! <laughs> Thanks for that one, David.
0: It's <laughs> a good one. So, this is an article um, about the Glenorchy City area BMX-related. Pat,
2: can you? Well, articles about Tasmania in general and about all these grants that have been given out to fund community sort of. Uh, It's called the Playing Fields Grant Program um, Mm. done by the sports minister, Jane Howlett. And she's basically um, given out $3.7 million to improve facilities for sporting clubs right across the state. Yep. But what obviously I was really interested in is um, – what I guess in our area, the things that are coming to the sort of Glenorchy area and the surrounding suburbs that it would be a benefit yep. to our community since you know we're in the northern suburbs. Yep, mm. and obviously, the biggest one is actually my BMX club, they've actually received uh $250,000 towards their new track, which is being built up at Telosa Park. So, Fantastic. that's quite exciting because we'll be getting in total a $750,000 BMX facility in the suburb. So, geez, that's good. Yeah, it's really exciting because mm. it's going to provide a UCI track, which basically means that we can host uh, national events, world events here in our own backyard and really be allowed to grow the sport and, you know, hopefully get some good tourism coming this way as well over the years. It's
0: pretty amazing. We had my son's first birthday party just up at Telosa Park the other day and every um, hut was full, that skate park thing was full, like just there was thriving with life. And I was like, imagine putting in like a, a whole professional
2: like what $750,000 you say well it's exciting because it's got the BMX park we're going in there they're also spending millions of dollars redoing the downhill mountain pike park which is directly behind it um they're putting in a dirt jump facility and also a pump track facility in there as well over the years so it's going to be quite a large biking hub Mm. for the sort of area so um and then on top of that, the area is also receiving a brand new skate park down at the Montrose Bay foreshore. So, oh, good stuff! Yeah, so you know, was that down
0: near um, um, the deck and stuff near Gasp? Yeah, is so that,
2: yeah, where the little playground is around from Gasp. Oh so yeah, cool. Um, you got the playground and the sailing squadron yep. and the high school next door. So yep. there's a brand new skate park going in there, which they've secured two hundred fifty thousand dollars to build, which is yeah, pretty nice. exciting. Yeah. Um, and what else have we got? Um, The – sorry, I'm just reading the article. The Claremont College Community Gym is also getting a $220,000 upgrade. So that's to go towards Glenorchy Basketball Association. So, yeah, we're getting some good facilities in the direct area. So,
0: yeah, the the greater Glenorchy area is kind of getting a real boost across its community front. Yeah, Yeah.
2: well, it's it's the Glenorchy City Council. They've done a great job at submitting applications and being – so they had to submit the grant applications to the government, Yep. Mm. and obviously whoever's written their applications for them have done a good job because they've secured three grants. So they've, in total, you know, it's nearly seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars in grants have received to actually improve the sub- suburbs, like sporting facilities. Absolutely,
1: uh, it wasn't until uh, you just got into it, and I've been just vicariously listening to your stories and living it through that that the i think the mountain biking element is just so ridiculously exciting because the again the attraction from both nationally and internationally if it's at that level Mm. of people just coming to our state will just be a little pin on the map we have to go do that track yeah and that's exceptionally exciting
2: well it's just the state in general is becoming crazy popular for downhill mountain biking like um, Medina bike park Mm. is the world's largest downhill mountain bike park now is it really yeah and people come from all over the world to Or obviously they haven't recently but yeah, yeah, they yeah. were coming from Hopefully all over the world to to visit it, and like the nationals are being held there this year. So like, yeah. Tassie's definitely on the map for biking. And but again, guess, this relates to all back the to that previous, previous article. article as well. It's all about that natural, green living and that yep. ability to explore and an adventure sort of that you can have. Yeah, and no, yeah.
0: look, it's any growth for the state is is good, and that's yeah, development pushing forward, and that's great yeah. for you know homeowners and people in the community. So that you know, there's. But yeah, so no bad news coming out of that's right. The government giving money to yeah, yeah, support to, to, to these
2: support the community
1: grants yeah. absolutely
2: yeah. But uh, know that you know the Glenorchy City Council is putting in their own money as well, and they're spending you know around the one point five to two million dollar mark, I think it is, on just yep. improving saf- facilities in the area is just fantastic. I yeah. think that's going to be a real buzz to you know for young kids and for families in the area. You know, it'll just help the area grow and become more accepted because there's exciting things happening here. Yeah, I think it'll make a real big
1: difference. Oh, I think so. Yeah. I really believe that too, mate. <laughs> 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 we, ser- we, don't, we certainly don't want to put a break on these kind of things. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, no, very good. All right, let's, uh, let's end the show there for today. We've had a, uh, a, a bit of a loose one but we've, we've got there. Thank you for everyone that joined in and listened to all those people that started listening last week <laughs> and thought it was really good. We, we apologise for this week's there show.
1: Was, uh, the info, there was one of our uh, new clients, actually. She said, oh, I've, I've started listening to the podcast. I said, good. Well, don't start the f- first one. That's a bit rough. So start at what we've got and work backwards. So she, it'll, it'll be a couple of weeks before she realises what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> She'd be like, I trust my house with these guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Oh, thank you for listening. Thanks, will, guys. We'll See you we'll next talk
0: week. talk to you next week. Bye.